Thank you. God bless you. Welcome, everyone. Um, we just open with a word of prayer. All right. Father, we thank you for your grace, Lord, that's sufficient, Lord, that you've promised that uh, whenever we gather together in your name, that you're here with us. And we believe that to be true, Jesus, because you are the truth and you told us. And so we welcome your presence. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would anoint and uh, empower what uh, I have to share this morning. But your word would not return to your void, uh, return to you void, but would accomplish the purpose for which you sent it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, last week we began a series on uh, spring into action, and everyone voted that it was a corny title, and I agree. <laughs> so that's okay. Uh, God uh, put on my heart back in the fall a number of topics to preach on, and uh, this was part of that. Uh, this is actually the end of it, that uh, uh, that we need to focus on uh, putting our faith into action, or springing into action. And we ended with the verse, <coughs> maybe you could turn me down a little bit, turn, uh, uh, Matthew 16.24, where Jesus said to his disciples, 16.24, he said, uh, then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life, for my sake, will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of His Father with His angels, and then He will reward each according to His work. And ended with the conclusion from that passage that Jesus is coming. He will come and He will reward. But He's going to reward each one according to our works, what we actually do, uh, what we've accomplished. And this week I... Or last week I promised I was going to talk about the balance between works and faith. Uh, because, of course, we know that there's such an emphasis and, and it's a truth that we're saved by faith, not by works. We can't earn our way into heaven. But the Bible also has a lot to say about what we do. And clearly Jesus says we're going to be judged by our works or our behaviors. And so, I'm going to read from James uh, 2, verse 14. Actually, let me turn to it. James 2, 14. What does it profit? It's interesting that he uses the same uh, phrase uh, quoting Jesus. What profit is there? Jesus said, what profit is it if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? James says, what's the profit? What benefit is there? My brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, how good is it? What does it profit? Thus also, Faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. 
James replies, Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Verse 19, You believe that there is one God, and you dwell. Even the demons believe and tremble. Do you know, O foolish man, that without faith works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect or complete or whole. And the Scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Very dear, beloved friend and mentor and father in the faith, Walt Berger passed away a few days ago. Many of you probably saw me posted on Facebook if they didn't. Uh, we got a phone message uh, from Darlene. Unfortunately, we missed her call, but Walt passed away. <clears throat> and um, it's interesting that the last time he preached, which was two years ago, he preached on this very topic. And so we're going to show a video clip. And so welcome, probably for the last time, Walt Berger preaching on this very topic. You should dim the stage lights and see that video. Glory. Faith is an act. It can be light. <clears throat> Faith is an act. And the very fact that uh, he was preaching and that was the point of his message, uh, and uh, that's what I'm teaching on, I just couldn't resist uh, sharing that. He says it in such a good, uh, powerful way, and he speaks out of experience. He has the right to say it. I don't know if you thought this, because he's been preaching it for 60 years. He'd been living it for 60 years and preaching it for 60 years in ministry since he was in his teens and continued to minister. But this is the truth. You have to understand that how do faith and works uh, correlate? It's the same thing. Alright? The problem is when you try to separate them. Uh, uh, when you try to separate our faith from our acts, acts, our works, or what we do, our behavior. That's when we get to the place uh, and we become disjointed and neither our works nor our faith will benefit ourselves or anyone else. But when we understand that faith is action, it is uh, acting and behaving in accord with what you believe. And I truly believe... <coughs> That our beliefs, our faith, uh, and our behavior have to be uh, uh, aligned. They have to be balanced. If you want another B for the uh, uh, outline, our beliefs and our behavior have to be in balance. And when <clears throat> this is what James is talking about, and this is what Mother Walt 
was preaching and actually preached that same thing like the last five years he came. He always said the same thing. And, and last year he came, he wasn't able to preach. He got up and exhorted and he said, Faith is spelt A-C-T. I don't know if you remember. Uh, barely able to walk, but he had to, he had to get it out once. This was literally, I mean, a dying man who had been in ministry for many, many decades and seen it all. Uh, is like, you need to get this point. A genuine faith is an act. Faith is. Is is a verb. Okay? And there's a difficulty in our day. Uh, And I could talk about the history of it for an hour or two, if you'd like, sometime. Come with me. I don't have that much time. But where we at in, in 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 Christianity and the church in general uh, for, for for hundreds of years actually have have separated faith from acts from works to the point where if you believe certain facts or if you agree to particular doctrine you're saved. Well, if you can just agree to point A, B, and C, you're going to go to heaven. Everything's okay. And you look at some people's life and they say they agree, but their life is, doesn't look saved, doesn't look whole, doesn't look healed. It's because somehow, and I can explain why, but we've allowed there to be a separation between our beliefs and our behavior. I've heard and I've preached this and I've researched it. I didn't take time to look up the words and get all the stuff in line this past week. But the Hebrew thought, the idea and the word used in the Old Testament for belief and the word used for obey, it's the same word. In the Hebrew mind, you can't say belief without saying obey. Believing and obeying are the same idea. But if you step back and think about it, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Alright? If you believe something, then why it would be insanity to believe something and not not act on that belief. Alright? Not have your behavior a reflection of your beliefs. The truth is that your behavior demonstrates what you really believe. That's why when Jesus comes back, you will be rewarded according to your works. Because you can say anything you want. But if your behavior demonstrates that you don't respect Jesus Christ as Lord of your life, that you don't uh, accept the authority of the Bible when it says don't do these things and do these things, if your behavior contradicts what you say you believe, what you really believe is that, you know, it's optional. It's a good idea. It's a nice suggestion. Now, as evangelical Christians, hopefully... <laughs> Even this is being lost in our day. 
As evangelical Christians, we say, we believe the Bible to be true. That's what it means to be an evangelical. Okay? The Bible is completely true. The sole source of divine authoritative instruction given to us. All things are judged by Scripture and we submit to Scripture. We accept it to be uh, true and trustworthy and we base our belief and our lives on that. Right? And, and the Bible says that, uh, uh, you know, Jesus testifies that the Bible is true. We believe that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died on the cross for our salvation. We accept Him as Lord in our, our life. We've been baptized, raised uh, up in newness of life. We're going to live. Our lives are going to reflect that belief. That's, that's what we believe. But if our actual behavior from day to day says, you know what? All that stuff in the Bible is good teaching and sometimes it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm, it soothes my conscience. Uh, but when I have to make a decision, I'm just going to do what I want to do. What you really believe is that you're the God of your life and you can decide what's right and wrong and you can decide what, what you want to do, what's important. Alright? Is that too straightforward? You want to know what you believe? Evaluate your life over the last 24 hours. Over the last 7 days. Over the last 12 months. You want to have an objective standard by which you can judge what you consider to be most important in your life? Look at your bank statement. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You want to know what's most important in your life? Look at your calendar. How much time are you spending? And how are you spending that time? You might say, well, I have to work all these hours. You know, well... That's true. <clears throat> but in the hours that you have for your family and for God, are you maximizing those hours? Are you giving yourself wholly or to them or are you distracted? Okay? Even when you're at work, are you working so that you can produce an income to take care of your family because it's motivated out of love and that you can serve God in your workplace because it's motivated out of faith or are you doing it just to get stuff? Or to make a name for yourself. Alright? Jesus is going to come back and judge each one according to our works. And that we need to understand, as James exhorts, our, our actions and our beliefs, our behavior and our beliefs have to be one. Let me read a portion of the Scripture from the message. Uh... Uh, okay. James 18, uh, chapter 2, 18 through 20 from the message. I can already hear one of you agreeing by saying, yeah, sounds good. You take care of the faith department, I'll handle the works department. Not so fast. You can no more show me your works apart from your faith than I can show you my faith apart from my works. Faith and works, works and faith, fit together hand in glove. Do I hear you professing to believe in the one and only God and then observe you complacently sitting back 
as if you had done something wonderful? That's just great. Demons do that. But what good does it do them? Use your heads. Do you suppose for a minute that you can cut faith and works in two and not end up with a corpse on your hand? That's what James is saying. Is faith without works is dead. The word there in verse 20, there's two words for dead used in this, in this passage. In verse 17 it says, Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. And there that word dead means dead. <laughs> it means without life. But it was interesting for me to discover that in verse 20, it's a different word. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Here's a different Greek word. You know, it can be translated unemployed. Because in Michigan, we can relate to that. <laughs> faith without works is unemployed. It's not doing anything. It's not being put to work. You can believe the right things. And I need to tell you, you can even have a right relationship with Jesus. You can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And sit down and not do anything. Jesus looks at His disciples and says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, but you don't do what I say? And there's been an emphasis for literally 500 years in the church that it's all about believing. And the reason for that is that because for the thousand years before that, there was a lack of teaching about believing truth to the point where the church rejected truths. They didn't have an understanding what truth was. They just made things up. And Luther and the Reformers came and said, no, you have to understand truth and the Bible is truth. But then we overcompensated. We came to the point where if, as long as we believe the right ideas, we think everything's okay. And our lives are still broken and, 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 and we hurt. And we don't produce what God wants to produce. And we don't know why. It's because we're not taking what we believe and demonstrating it with our actions. All right? It's, it's one and the same. Now you might say, well, how do I change my actions? How do I behave differently? Well, step number one is acknowledging this to be true. Acknowledging that my behavior is the best indicator of what I really believe on a heart level. And then, guess what? Repenting. For any behavior and any belief that is not in alignment with God's Word and the nature and character of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? And repentance means to acknowledge this is wrong. And I ask your forgiveness. Okay? And I renounce it. And, and changing your belief. The Bible says let your minds be renewed or transformed by the power of His Word. Yes, 
we learn truth, we accept truth in relationship with God. We can't do it apart from faith. Works apart from faith are no more useful than faith apart from works. Jesus said, what will it profit if someone gains the whole world and loses his soul? So if you do everything possible in the world, you don't have the right relationship. You don't believe Jesus, you're going to lose your soul. Works without faith, without relationship and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ is salvation. Useless. But James is balancing that and saying, listen folks, you can believe all the right stuff. You can even have the right feelings. But if you're not putting action to those beliefs, then you're not walking in faith. And it's a season where I'm calling you, and, and, I, and I hope you hear this from the Spirit. You know, this is not just, like I talked about at length last week, not just to drum up a bunch of activity. Alright? But be responsive to the Holy Spirit to make your behavior and I'd like to change the, I, the instead of works, think of it as my behavior. Okay? My behavior. Are you behaving in line, in accordance with your beliefs? And where you are not, you need to repent. And adapt, begin to behave uh, in faith. And the testimony of Walt Berger is a man of faith that served the poor uh, his whole life. And his wife Darlene is continuing to do so. And he set a good example. And when we get to heaven, we'll have no excuse. We can do it. The good news is, is that God can and He has made available to you everything you need to live a life full of the righteousness of Christ in you. Okay? It's not that you have to do it apart from Him. He wants to work together with you, energizing you, equipping you, and releasing you to do what He's called you to do. Alright? And that's where we, our faith comes together with our acts. And instead of having a dead corpse, we have a living being. Alright? Let's, let's just not, not get lost and get all sad. <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna die. No. The promise is, you can be alive. You can live. You can be productive. Listen. You can change the world. You. The influence you have is, 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 is really cannot be measured when you are cooperating with the Lord of Lords, with the Holy Spirit. Who knows what influence you can have? And that's, that's, the, that's, what you, that's the objective. Alright? That's the carrot. The trick is you're going to be judged on your works. The charity is you, you have everything you need to do more than you can possibly believe. If you would only take Jesus at His Word and put one foot in front of the other and move forward 
And God will empower you and energize you and equip you and release you. And when you stumble, He'll pick you up and say, you can keep doing it. Because God is interested in only one thing, you fulfilling your calling. His kingdom will come. You can help build it if you want. That's why He came. All right? That's how some announcements. Amen. All right.